Inspirational and instructional, Dr. Joe Schwartz's book, Super Radiant, sold on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, gives a step-by-step approach to finding your bliss through TM. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Joe Schwartz. Thank you for coming on to my podcast, Mental Resilience Through Meditation. And uh, this podcast basically going to be a summary of the first four or five that I did. We're going to cover areas of um, what is stress, stress management. Uh, we're going to talk about resilience, uh, how to meet and face life's challenges. We're going to talk about spirituality, why better health and well-being is attached to spirituality. And then we're going to talk about, lastly, what are the chances of world peace and how we can all be a part of that. So uh, let's, let me get into, firstly, uh, my first podcast was about stress. And we all know that stress affects everyone. What is stress? Stress is our physiological and, uh, and psychological reaction to any event or condition that is considered a threat or a challenge. And, and this can be many things, uh, positive and, and, and negative. So causes of stress include financial problems, uh, death of a loved one, job loss, traumatic events, you're in the middle of a hurricane, uh, pressures at work, or if you're younger or you're at school, you can have good and bad teachers or being bullied on the bus. Um, what if you have a mental illness? You're struggling with that. That can be stressful. A relationship issue with your family, with your spouse, with your um, kids. You can be going through a divorce. Um, and lastly, another big cause of stress is a move, for example. But but how do we handle stress? And, and, and what do we do to um, take care of ourselves when we're experiencing stress? So there, there, there is, rather than give you um, a list of six things like make lists or micromanage your day or... Um, you know, I've kind of boiled it down, really, to three very important things. And and I think the importance of my podcasts are, as I've mentioned before, and, and in my book, Super Radiance, A Doctor's Journey, um, that I found just three things you have to do. And the first most important thing to handle stress is to be willing, whether you're a man or a woman, to talk to someone about it. And it doesn't mean a family member because family, maybe they've heard your problems over and over again. You really need professional help. So that's the first thing. Seek professional help. The second thing is get into some exercise routine once a day. Twice a day would be even better. Walking, going to the gym, uh, get those endorphins going in your brain because you'll start to feel at the end of a workout, at the end of a great workout, your body and your mind are just going to feel exhilarated. And and the, the last most important thing to deal with any stressful situation is to meditate. And not just any meditation is to learn TM. And you can very easily learn TM. I do not teach TM. But to find a teacher in your neighborhood, all you need to do is go on tm.org, plug in your zip code, and, and there you go. So that's, uh, that was the first podcast we did, and, um, and it was about stress 
and how um, left unchecked, stress can lead to a lot of um, mental health problems, anxiety, PTSD, depression, burnout, ulcers, heart disease, obesity. So rather than feeling overwhelmed like that, you need to just decide you're going to be proactive and do something about it. So the next area... You're listening to Mental Resilience Through Meditation with Dr. Joseph Schwartz. Thank you very much for tuning in to this edition of his podcast. One more question, Doc, on stress before we move into your next topic. We're at that point in the year where the temperature is starting to change. The holidays are in front for a lot of people. And that is a time that sometimes will create some stress. Give a tip to the listening audience about that. Well, um, the end of the year, it, you know, psychologically, I, I guess, I guess, speaking for myself, um, there, there, there are many obligations. Starting with Thanksgiving, who are you going to visit? Who, you, who, who, who? Um, what relative can't you visit because they're too far away? How do you feel about that? So there's scheduling issues, and there's work issues, and there's planning. I mean, let's say you have to go to California to visit your relatives during Thanksgiving and Christmas. Well, that's stressful, because if you haven't booked a flight earlier in the years, then you have to scramble. And um, depending how big or small your family is, there are financial issues, because everyone needs a gift. Um, Everyone needs to prepare big meals, depending how big or small your family is. So um, that's our culture in in the Western world. Um, They don't have those issues in in the Eastern world or even even the Middle Eastern world. But I think the first thing you have to do is just accept the fact that this is a time of year that has always been stressful. And and the question is, well, look, we, we all can't, control our environment, unless you want to go live in the Middle East or Thailand or some other country and accept a different culture, you're, you're going to have to accept the fact that this is Western culture and, and uh, look, look at the positives of it. You're going to see your family, maybe you haven't seen them in so long and everybody gets together and usually they have a good time, usually. Um, <laughs> again, that could be stressful because... Maybe you see relatives you don't want to see. But for the most part, it's a happy time. It's, it, we actually give. We give something to each other with Christmas, which is wonderful. It's wonderful to give. And that makes us all in, in, in what we call the spirit. And I will talk about spirituality in a bit. So isn't it interesting that certain times of the year, even though they're stressful, they can also get you in the spirit of Christmas and peace and love and everything that Jesus taught, um, it really is wonderful. And, and for people that don't celebrate Christmas, there's Hanukkah and uh, Kwanzaa and the other holidays, which are all very wonderful uh, holidays of hope that we, we certainly all need. So try to turn negatives into positives and just understand you're not the only one who's dealing with distress, and what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, you know, you're at a job, and you have responsibilities, then you go home, and you have more responsibilities with your family, and 
holiday time means you got to get ready. But you have one body and one brain. And as I, the whole gist of all my talks is really about you. You can't control for everything in your environment, but you can respond to it and you can take care of yourself. If you take care of yourself and meditate and exercise and if necessary, talk to somebody, that's all you really need to do because you'll probably be able to handle all this uh, and it won't be as bad as it seems. You're listening to Mental Resilience Through Meditation with Dr. Joseph Schwartz. We'll take a 15-second pause with some messaging on how you can acquire Dr. Schwartz's book back in a moment. Accomplish more each day. Dr. Joe Schwartz leads you on his journey with TM. Purchase on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. All right, now I'm going to talk about the, my second podcast, which was about resilience. And what is resilience? It's, it's facing life's challenges, the adversities, and crises. And um, a good definition of re- resilience uh, is, is the ability to, it's the process of adapting to difficult to challenging life experiences. Okay? And... Um, the, the ability to um, mentally and behaviorally have that flexibility to adjust to external demands, how to bounce back. We all like football. Most people do. And Well, what happens when the quarterback gets sacked? And what happens when the running back gets tackled? Do they stay on the ground? No. They get up, right? So that's basically what this podcast was about, how to get up after uh, experiencing some adversity, loss of a loved one, illness, abuse, bullying, financial instability, job loss. Um, There there could be even more worldwide events like terrorism and shootings and natural disasters. And, um, you, you know, how do you be a strong person and build resilience? So it really is a combination of inner strength and outer resources. And um, it ties in with, with what I've always been saying, that um, to become a strong and resilient person, you need to practice certain things. And, and one of them is, is really the ability to reach out and talk to someone, to take care of your body through exercise, and, and to meditate. And um, people who, who lack resilience, the people that don't have it, that aren't strong that way, um, they are more likely to feel overwhelmed, to feel helpless, uh, and also, unfortunately, to rely on very unhealthy coping mechanisms like isolation, avoidance, and unfortunately in this society there's a lot of self-medication through drugs and alcohol or people are gambling or they're buying all these things to... to deal with whatever stress that they're under, and they're going to get some temporary rush from that. So um, how, do you, how do you build resilience? And, and the, a study was made and by the APA, the American Psychological Association. They identified seven characteristics of a really resilient person. Uh, a person that's resilient feels competent. 
They know how to handle situations. They trust their judgment and their instincts. They feel confident. They, they know they... they um, it, and that's rooted in confidence. They, they feel that they have the ability to handle real-life situations. Another is connection, meaning, and I've said this before, the ability to reach out to friends, family, community, to talk to someone if, if you feel that there's some threat to yourself or some awful event that you can't handle, you have to reach out for other people. Uh, uh, the fourth characteristic is having some character, some sense of right and wrong, um, to make responsible choices. I mean, do you scream and yell at everybody? Your wife, your kids, if you're under um, some terrible circumstance or situation, no, you, you decide to control yourself. And you know, uh, I'll never forget, I had a patient who said a very famous phrase, mind and gear before mouth and motion. So always think about what you're going to say and have the character to know this is the right thing or the wrong thing to say. Um, another characteristic is contribution. You have some sense of purpose if you're resilient. And... When, when you know you're getting up in the morning and doing a job that you like, whether you're a stockbroker or a teacher or a doctor or a lawyer, you know, that makes you feel good about yourself. If you feel good about yourself, you're, you're going to be able to see whatever stress you're under or problem you're facing in the big picture. You've had these before. You can, you can handle them again. Um, and, and the last two, I, I, I believe as a psychologist, it's really my expertise, coping and control. So how you cope with stress can, can really be a means of being better prepared to handle adversity or setbacks now or in the future, okay? And how you, how you feel in or out of control. Right? If you feel you're out of control, you're a victim of circumstances, that's not good. Um, therapy, for example, can help you cope. Therapy and talking to someone can help you feel that you're in control because you have someone you could talk to who's making you feel a little more confident that you're, you're not just um, a victim of fate, but you can actually do things or not do things to make your situation get better. But again, it boils down to the, the three things that I've said before. TM meditation, exercise, talking to someone. Those are the three key areas of coping and control. Dr. Schwartz, how important is it for an individual to be able to recognize that they are under stress? Right. Well, you know, you, you, you'll know it because you're, you won't be able to sleep at night You'll be feeling nervous. You'll, you might be even getting depressed and anxious. And, um, uh, you know, I, I, I've said this before. 10, 20 years ago, I had so few men who I was counseling when I was doing a lot of counseling. And that was because it, the idea of a masculinity was that I don't talk about my problems. I, I, I'll have to brush this stress aside um, this financial problem or this marital issue or this job with my boss, I'll have to just brush that aside 
and keep it in and not tell anyone because I have to project that strong image. So recognizing when you're having a problem, I think, on the other hand, is a very masculine thing to do. Um, uh, accepting responsibility, for example, things don't go perfectly when things go wrong. You need to accept that responsibility and learn from, uh, from your mistake. So um, the answer to your question is, how do you know that you're, you're under stress is to develop an attitude that if I feel something is off with me, to you know, tell somebody about it. Available on Apple or Spotify, just search Mental Resilience Through Meditation with Dr. Schwartz. We'll pause for 15 seconds and then return with Dr. Schwartz on his third topic of discussion today. Dr. Joe Schwartz found transformation in his daily life through TM. Read his compelling story, Super Radiant, sold on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. All right. um, I'm going to talk right now about spirituality and how this this ties in with a lot of the the coping mechanisms that uh, I've I've been encouraging so, um, you know, what is spirituality? Spirituality is, is um, the uh, uh, ability um, to, uh, to be strong and not weak, okay? It's, um, it, 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 means, it, it, it means understanding that you're a good person and your connection to the world around you and um, how I can lead um, a life that can be uh, the best possible given the circumstances of, of this world. So uh, your, your spiritual strength and, um, is tied into a broad concept. Um, you, you start to sense maybe a bigger connection to something bigger than, you, uh, than just yourself. Uh, it typically involves a search for meaning in life. Um, and re- religion, in many ways, has been a great way of helping people connect with something greater than themselves. Um, but, you know, um, they're, they're, um, when we look at the ways that you can become a more spiritual person, to feel that connection with the world around you or with, with a higher power. Um, there, there are many ways to do it. And the benefit of becoming spiritual is that it can actually make you stronger because there's something outside yourself. It's not all on you. And many um, pastors and religious leaders, rabbis and priests and, and um, spiritual leaders have all said, you know, you've got to rely on prayer and God, and understand that there's something greater around you. And I think we've lost that in this society because we feel we could do it all with our cell phones and our artificial intelligence now. And, and um, we've stopped talking to each other. And we, we've, we've stopped relying on kind of the, I guess, the, um, the undefined or the unseen element that's in, in ourselves and around us in this world. And um, when we talk about spirituality, 
we talk about meditation, and of course, I've been practicing TM, and I encourage that, transcendental meditation. Meditation can induce feelings of calm and clear-headedness and improve concentration and attention. Prayer is always there, and it's a wonderful technique to relax the body, along with feelings of hope and gratitude and compassion. Um, together with meditation, there's yoga, also gaining popularity today. And that's a centuries-old spiritual practice that aims to create a sense of union with the practitioner and the universe through physical postures, ethical behaviors, breath expansion. So it, it, it's a, a physical technique that has also been found to reduce stress, decrease depression, anxiety, lower breath, blood pressure, increase feelings of well-being. To, and that's, it's very similar to the benefits of TM meditation and in de decreasing stress, improving your whole mental and physical health. Uh, another way we get more spiritual is to journalize and, you know, have a, have a conversation with yourself and God, put down what's bothering you, and just recognize that, um, that there's, um, that, and take comfort in the fact that there may be something greater than yourself that you can connect to and reflect. And, um, and, and I think that's so important today. Like I've said before that, you know, Googling things, Googling things is not going to get you very spiritual or very strong, okay? Um, but asking questions about how you connect with the world and um, what can I do to connect with the universal intelligence that is in the world, those are questions that actually make you stronger rather than being an expert on uh, checking things out on Google or just relying on science. Science is important, but there's the, um, the idea that within you is a power that you can connect to through prayer, meditation, yoga, is very important. Dr. Schwartz, what advice would you give one of our listeners or give, one of, uh, give our listeners who perhaps have never used meditation and might even be afraid or a little, a little shy to the thought of meditating? Well, um, there, there's, if you've ever prayed before, um, were you ever afraid of that? So med meditation is, is, is not prayer, but it's, it's a, and it's not a religion, but it, it's a technique, and it's an effortless technique. Um, with TM, it's a mantra that you learn, and it's, it's just like taking a course in school where you learn the whole tradition of it and where it came from, and then there's an instructor who gives you a technique uh, that you could learn, and it's yours for life. So there's nothing scary about it. There, you know, you, you're, you're, nothing bad is going to happen to you. I mean, my goodness, in this society, people are, are taking tons of medication, um, that's, some of which have been approved by the FDA, some of which haven't. And they, you know, the balance of nature, I mean, I could say that perhaps, um, no scientific proof that balance of nature works, but they have all these paid actors telling you it's great. 
Uh, or I, I saw a show on television uh, the, over the weekend, famous psychiatrist um, who uh, has, uh, well, has all these um, supplements and uh, that you could take. I, I mean, look, I'll say Dr. Amen, Dr. Oz, we know all about them. I mean, in the society, it's all about pills and, and, and the pills that they're, they're suggesting you use. Uh, I mean, some of them are psychiatric medicine, and you go to any psychiatrist and get that. Um, um, and, but the supplements, there's no scientific proof that they're going to work. So people aren't afraid of taking supplements that may or may not be good for you. Uh, how can you be afraid of learning an effortless technique that has nothing to do with any pill? You're not ingesting anything. Um, so it's, it, you're just learning a technique. And it's yours for life. And it certainly will not harm you. It has no side effects. And, and no one is asking you, uh, unfortunately, there, uh, and I say this in my book, you know, you can practice the TM technique if you've learned it. Um, and, it, and achieve that blissful state of rest and peace, and even start to feel it in your daily life, you can continue to do that till you die for the rest of your life. Or, on the other hand, after you've learned it, you don't have to do it at all. And I've said this in my book, the correlation between so many things going wrong in my life and all the bad decisions I made in my life and the times I wasn't meditating was just um, incredible. And um, the times when I got back into meditating regularly, things just went very smoothly for myself. I was able to achieve so much. I had an incredible amount of energy. Um, and, all, all, and I've said this before, every patient that I've suggested take the TM course and learn the Transcendental Meditation Technique, they've all, 100% of them have said, it's wonderful. I'm so I'm less anxious, I'm more relaxed, I look forward to it, it's easy. Um, and even, even when it's hard to fit into their routine, even when they do it once a day, they find it so pleasant and such a great stress-reducing re re technique. So um, there's nothing scary about it. I mean, I think the drug world and the medical model is scary, frankly. Good words from Dr. Joseph Schwartz. Mental resilience through meditation. We'll pause again for just 15 seconds, and we'll come back. We'll continue with our next topic today. It's a podcast recap of what Dr. Schwartz has done to create mental resilience through meditation. We'll be right back. If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. Okay. Um, one of the last podcasts that I did was about um, achieving world peace. And um, how timely is that considering... Um, I mean, you turn on the news today, all you hear is the world is on fire, 
We have a conflict in the Ukraine. We have rising inflation in the United States. And of course, the terrible tragedy in the Middle East where Israel uh, has had to declare war and um, the United States is under attack, all the, the bases there. So what I'm going to suggest to you, I, I think right now I'm going to talk about the superradiance effect, which is um, part of my prescription for reducing stress has been learning the TM technique. But not only can you learn the TM technique, for those of you that are interested in taking the course, but there are advanced techniques that you could learn, okay? And it's another course. And one of the advanced techniques is called the TM City Program, which is the most advanced form of practicing the TM technique. And they've done several studies about um, having groups of these TM Siddhas come together in a group. And the effect that that group has had on, on the rest of society. So I, I, I'd like to just define and, um, what superradiance is and give you a basic example that I, that I gave before in, in my podcast. Um, uh, a lot of benefits that you can glean from learning the TM technique is to have uh, retreats and, and group meditations, or if you're just beginning, you can, you, can, you can join a weekend group, and you can do it online now, and do extended meditation. In other words, if you're only asked to meditate for a certain amount of minutes, day and, and evening, uh, at, at these retreats, you actually are asked to do it longer, and maybe you do some yoga. So um, one of the benefits of... Of, of getting together and, and doing that um, is, is this idea of, of super radiance and um, where you actually, where the, the group together um, can produce a positive effect in, in society. But what about the effect of a, of a group um, on an individual? If it, uh, and here's what I'm getting at. And this is the example that I gave in my podcast and in the book. Before they had the internet, they had retreats, and there was a, a retreat that, that 50 people went on, and they decided to do an experiment with, um, with electrodes attached to um, a participant's brain. And uh, we know that when we learn the TM technique, we go from high levels of beta to lower levels of alpha in, in the meditation sequence, and it shows up on, an e, on the EEG. So what they did was, just to speed this up, is there were 50 people at the retreat. They took one gentleman, they put him on the stage, and they attached electrodes to his brain. And of course, the electrodes saw that he was in a very waking, active state, and there was a lot of beta activity. And um, what they did was, they didn't ask this gentleman to um, start his meditation. TM technique, which would produce lower alpha waves. But what they did do was they asked the 49 other people around him to start meditating for 10 minutes. And lo and behold, without the gentleman on the stage doing anything, his uh, EEG started to go down into alpha, his, his um, heart 
and pulse rate were reduced. He, was, he got to a very, very relaxed state and positive state without doing anything. So what does this say? Instead of 49 other people around a stage and one gentleman there, let's, let's expand it to the state of Rhode Island, okay? And, or the United States, okay? And there are physicists that work at Maharishi International University in Fairfield, Iowa. They came up with a formula of the square root of 1% of a population. If we can get the square root of 1% of the population meditating at this very high level with the TM SIDAs, you can actually influence the rest of society, all the people that aren't doing anything, the way the 49 other people influence this gentleman up on stage. And there have been various studies done. And the first super radiant study where they had thousands of people meditating together was done in Rhode Island in 1978, and the combined index of crime rate, car accident, fatalities, unemployment, pollution, uh, improved, social, uh, uh, improved living, all, they all improved and went down, okay? And um, there have been other, um, other uh, it, it, for example, they've done it in the um, United Kingdom, um, where uh, it, they, they did a super radiance group near Liverpool, and they halved the crime rate in that area. So the, the math is this. In the United Kingdom, they need about 750 meditators who meditate at the TM City level, high level of meditators, constantly meditating to uh, improve society. In the United States, you need about 1,800 to 2,000. And for the world, we need about 9,000 to 10,000. And it's interesting that one of the goals that the TM organization has for this particular year, 2023, is to uh, twofold. One is to get about nine or 10,000 of these high-level uh, meditators, the TM City Program practitioners, practitioners go to India for the last two weeks of December 2023, converge on India, have, have them meditating, 10,000 of them for two weeks. And we want to measure what effect it has on the rest of the world in terms of peace, in terms of crime rate, in terms of violence. Um, they've done this in war zones. Even in, in Israel, they, where they had meditators there, the, the the crime rate and the incidence of violence decreased when that when they had an active program there. So, um, so super radiance can reduce international conflict between twenty four and thirty six percent during the duration of 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 the last super radiance they had. So they're hoping with. 10,000 people going to India, they'll have a wonderful effect on, on bringing peace into the world. And simultaneously, in Fairfield, Iowa, there's a program to get an additional 2,000 uh, TM uh, practitioners, uh, uh, TM Siddha practitioners, highest level practitioners, come to Fairfield, Iowa, um, to, to add to that effect. So... Does this, it may seem a little strange to people how I can even talk about this, 
But of course, when you turn on your television or you turn on your radio or you use any electronic device, you don't see those radio waves. You never see the TV waves. So what makes you think that, you, that human beings don't have, can't radiate certain vibes from their brains? So brain waves are out there and they can work towards peace. Thank you for listening, everyone. Be sure to listen next time to my podcast, Mental Resilience Through Meditation. Peace out. Thanks, everybody. Super Radiant by Dr. Joe Schwartz, sold on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, opens the works of TM as a path to daily relaxation and stress relief.